Mike. We got some shit to talk about. Okay. What what, what you got for me? I we we got I got to piggyback a little bit off of our NFT talk from last week. Good. I, I, I'm glad glad you have something else to bring up about that because I thought that was a super funny topic. So what what you got? It's a, it's a real interesting topic. So okay. So here's. This is something that's been talked about a lot recently, but hasn't actually seen any fruition until pretty much this last week. Um, uh, 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 NFTs, to recap, are meant to be, you know, a one of a kind piece of artwork that can't be replicated because it's stored on the blockchain, which we know is impossible, right? Right. What is not impossible and what people have been expecting to see at some point is video game items stored on the blockchain and sold as nfts like uh like like skins or something like that yeah so for you boomers such as mike who might not know um there are this has been a particularly popular thing over the last few years uh i don't i'm gonna reference the game csgo okay okay so csgo stands for counter-strike global offensive um in csgo you can buy uh, uh skins for your guns okay okay that's pretty normal pretty common thing to have happen there are a ton of them every gun every gun has multiple skins they're constantly releasing new ones um what makes them a hot commodity and what has made them very expensive to the point that there there are csgo gun skins that sell for tens of thousands of dollars um well that's ridiculous that that's ridiculous but keep going you the reason why is because a lot like NFTs there are certain like randomization factors that make them more or less rare and therefore change their inherent value so um for example every skin has different grades of like how of, of how like complete the skin is right <clears throat> so you've got like factory new skins where the skin is just applied to the gun it's that's that's it you know it's on the gun it looks great yeah. But then there are like there are like different degradation tiers and I honestly don't know the name of them but the the in essence like um the there there are more worn down versions where like the paint from the skin is like more stripped off or there's scratches and scuffs all over it and so those are worth less than the ones that don't have any scratches or scuffs and that's not something that like oh the more you use the skin the more scratches and scuff it develops it's just like when you get the skin out of a, out of a, out of a crate there's a chance that it'll either be in perfect condition or it'll be all scratched up. Okay. And on top of that, there's another thing. It's called stat tracking. Um, you can get a gun skin that stat tracks. And what that means is that there will be a little counter on the side of, this, of, the, of the gun that will keep track of how many kills you get with the gun with that skin in particular. So if you get like a, a factory new skin that is stat tracked, that's like a really rare gun skin. Okay. And so those are usually the ones that sell for a lot of money. Okay. And so people have been theorizing and suggesting that game developers potentially could see a lot of value in NFTs because you could take this concept and just turn all of them into NFTs where they can be bought and sold using cryptos. Right. And the, the, the game developers could take a cut of those sales. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about it by those game developers. Ubisoft is a great example. Ubisoft is a dog shit company that makes not great games that sell for a lot of money. And they're extremely, 
extremely monetized. I mean, it is absurd how much they monetize these games. Let me give you an example. There is a game that they made a few years back called Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey had a really nifty feature in it. One of the biggest criticisms that was levied against this game was that it was extremely grindy. Okay, so to to progress in the main story, you had to be like at a certain level every time you tackled a certain quest. And if you weren't at that certain level, you had to do side quests so you could get more experience to get more levels. Okay. Because of that, the game was ridiculously long, took a lot of grinding and was just kind of a slog to play through. And a lot of people and I think this makes I think this is this like this theory is so fucking sound. A lot of people think it was done intentionally because something that you could buy as a separate cost from the $60 game you already bought was an XP booster that would increase the amount of experience you got from playing the game. Ugh. That that's so if you that's lame. It sucks. They you you would have to pay additional money to just play the game at the regular pace that was expected. And mind you, this is not the only thing that was monetized about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Again, this is a $60 game where they would, like any multiplayer game, sell you skins to use on your character, which never made sense to me in the first place. You know, the, the point of buying skins in a multiplayer game is so you could show off to all your friends that you have this skin. In a single-player game, they're literally just choking you for money. There's no fucking reason to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's goofy. And so there's there's a lot of problems with monetization like that, and it's a continuous problem. And I understand where developers come from. There's been a lot of talk recently about like the price of AAA video games. You know, AAA video games have cost sixty dollars to buy the game, pretty much since like the early two thousands, maybe even earlier. Sixty dollars has been the number, but obviously with inflation, sixty dollars now is sixty dollars now is not what sixty dollars was then. And video games are getting more and more expensive to produce as they are getting more and more complex. They take more people. They take more time. They take a larger volume of sales in order to make back what was cost to produce it. So when the new generation of consoles came out, PS5, Xbox One X, for the first time in decades, game developers started selling AAA games at $70. And it sucks but it also made sense right what and and, you know that's 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 why the monetization of games has gotten as bad as it has because game developers need more money to produce games now than they ever did and they aren't necessarily making it on that initial sale because again inflation that is until you start to consider some other factors such as that video games are larger than they've ever been Video games sell way more than they ever have before. They make a shitload of money. Yeah. And and just as an example, <clears throat> let's take let's talk about Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard is a company that is on, in a lot of hot water right now because of a a uh, because they were uh, are being sued by the state of California for serious uh, uh, sexual uh, assault allegations and general toxic workplace shit. Ooh. Um, Oof. Which. The CEO, Bobby Kotick, is um, uh, uh, very much, pretty much proven to have been involved in. So much so that the CEOs of Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo have all been like, we would prefer if you stepped down, and he still hasn't. Um, 
Something worth noting in the conversation of monetization is that Bobby Kotick last year in 2020 got a, let's like Activision Blizzard laid off hundreds of employees and Bobby Kotick got a $150 million uh, uh, bonus. Oh, that's real shitty. It's real shitty. And it's like that, like they're not, they're not the only ones. It's the same thing. Ubisoft, let's talk about Ubisoft again. Ubisoft has really been pushing for like this whole monetization of video games thing. Again, all of their single player games are ridiculously monetized. All of their executives take down, take home huge paychecks, way larger than their base level employees. So, you know, can we really claim that additional monetization within video games is necessary when the higher ups are making as much money as they are. Would it not be easier to, you know, cut their pay because they're making more money that they could possibly know what to do with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm not going to say that's every company, but that that's, you know, fairly common with, with the majority of companies where like CEOs, if it's a successful company, they're just making insane, stupid money. They are. They are. And it's like, I get it. You're the head of the company. You, you, you should make a lot of money. But the disparity is insane across the board just in general. But it, I feel like it's, it's especially bad in the video game market because people over the last few years have constantly, constantly been criticizing game developers for this monetization problem and they are always trying to appeal to us as video gamers trying to tell us that you know they need the money to make better games and then they point to like games that didn't that like flopped or or didn't uh they, they point to games that didn't come out the way that they should games that came out like unfinished or whatever as like examples of like oh if we had had more money to work on this it could have come out better but it's like you have you have the money it's there you're just not putting it into the game. You can't fool us. We're not fools. Right. Oh, yeah. So all of that exposition is to say that um, the developers of a game called Stalker 2. Um, Stalker, the original Stalker, was an RPG game based uh, around uh, Chernobyl. It was like a post-apocalyptic Chernobyl game. I'd never played it. It's gotten a lot of praise. It's supposed to be kind of a kind of a cult classic. Stalker 2 is a highly anticipated sequel that has been in development for many years. And over the past week, they announced that many of the online, many of the items that were going to become available in the game would in fact be NFTs. Oh God. Ugh. So they got in trouble for that. <laughs> NFTs just need to go away. They really do. They really, really do not need to enter the realm of video games. There, there are so much problems with monetization already. The last thing we need is for NFTs to be involved. Yeah. And oh. so, um, yeah, they they had to walk back that decision. They they essentially were like, "Well, I guess we're not doing that because everybody hates us now." Ugh. Yeah. Company executives can suck my left nut. <laughs> apparently most of them oh uh, it's i i can't imagine like getting getting to a point like what i i i think we talked about this in some way before but when i think about a guy like bezos who's like ha has more money than four people could possibly use in their entire lifetimes right like way more money than could ever possibly be necessary and yet at the same time 
Amazon is constantly being covered for how like abysmal their workplace culture is and how poorly they treat their employees. And it's like, well, they, we, we know the root of the problem. Just stop paying this guy so much. Right. Uh, yeah. If people like if the people supporting your company can't afford a living, then you don't deserve to have a company. Yeah. Yeah. People need to just not be shitty people. That that's that's a that's a a baseline for life. But yeah. Oh yeah. See, oh yeah. For sure. I I I agree hundred percent. My my philosophy has 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 been the same since I since I worked at McDonald's. Really, like if you want someone to flip your burger at McDonald's, you better pay that person enough to live off of if they're working full time. That 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 just makes sense to me. There's no part of me that uh, part of that that doesn't make sense to me. Right. Right. Yeah. Even if it's like an extremely basic living, they need to be able to make a living off of that. If if someone's working full time, they deserve to make a living. Doesn't matter what they're doing. Full stop. Right. Right. Yeah. You shouldn't have to have like a full time job and a part time job just to survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. That really sucks. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I was thinking about today. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, been watching, uh, been rolling with watching the Christmas movies every night. Um, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I think this is like my 10th night in a row. Um, so I've knocked out quite a few of them so far. Um, now I do not have an opinion on this because I have never seen it, but do you consider die hard a Christmas movie? Uh, I, I know. I know this is like a hotly debated topic. Um, I would say no, I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I think it's just a movie that happens to be set at Christmas. That's what I think of it. Like, again, again, I haven't seen it, so it's hard for me to comment on it. But like. If 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 like the plot of your movie doesn't revolve around the fact that it's Christmas, then it, it really it isn't a Christmas movie. Yeah. Die Hard's about the action, not about the Christmas. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't think it's a Christmas movie. I mean, if you want to watch it at Christmas, because that's the time of year it takes place. Cool. But no, I don't think I don't I don't think it's a Christmas movie. All right. And All right. every everyone will will argue with that, but yeah, it's not They're stupid and they don't have a podcast on their own to uh, d- defend themselves. So exactly. Um, let me let me see. Do you ever think about how we're just better than people because we have a podcast and they don't? Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, OK, so tonight is tonight is night 10. Um, I started with Christmas Vacation and White Christmas. I think I mentioned that on last week's episode. Um, you did. And then uh, Home Alone, uh, the original Miracle on 34th Street, The Santa Claus, A Christmas Story, mm. uh, A Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and last night was uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And I think tonight might be might be the the other one with the the heat miser the year without santa the year without a santa claus yeah 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 and i i thought you know like i was like yeah i'm gonna 
I might run out of Christmas movies here at some point, but I'm running out of days. Like I'm thinking about all the other ones I need to watch. Like I got to watch the Grinch, the, the cartoon version. There's that the Frosty, the snowman cartoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we only got a couple days, so I might have to do multiple in a day at some point. Or just, I guess, yeah. m- maybe carry it after uh, carry it after Christmas. You'll have to start earlier next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have to say um, I have not had a chance to watch your new video yet, but you son of a that's a Christmas video and in, in its own right. <laughs> right. It came out around Christmas, even though it has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> It, that that's a Christmas video in the same sense that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's goofy. Um, no, I've uh, I've again been been working just a stupid insane amount, and I am like backlogged on all of the YouTube channels that I typically watch all of their videos like the day they come out. And I'm like at least like three or four behind on on all of my channels. So it's it's not just you. I do. I do want to watch it. Um, but yeah, no, it's just been Christmas movies. And then I just go to bed because long days. But um, yeah, I will get around to that. How 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 are you doing on views? I mean, it's not exactly exploding, but it's it's done pretty well. It it cleared one hundred in the f- it cleared hundred views in the first day. Oh, nice! It's uh, it's sitting about three hundred fifty right now. There's, the response to it has been pretty good too. Good, good. You know, I I obviously had concerns about whether or not people would be, you know, interested because it's not a video about manga, which is the topic that I've covered that that has netted me the most subscribers. Right, but. There's, there's, you know, there's a few people who have watched and left comments along the lines of like, you know, I don't really care what you're talking about. Just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so that feels pretty good. That feels pretty good. Cause obviously, you know, the, the YouTube channels that die off really quickly are the ones that fail to find an audience outside of like some specific thing that they cover. Right. You know, it's it's usually it's much harder to build an audience around your personality rather than building an audience around a specific kind of video. But the ones that the channels that are built around a personality uh, where you come for the person making the videos rather than the subjects they're covering are the ones that last the longest. So that's the kind of channel that I want to build, not only because it's something that I would like to, you know, last for a long time, but also because um, I don't want to get stuck covering only one topic all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's not fun. Um, you need to branch out when speaking of, of different topics, um, when's the, when's your, uh, your hentai discussion video going to come out? <laughs> I'm going to cover emergence. I'm going to talk about the implications of that one. Oh, okay. All right. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. But I, so, someone might. Yeah. Yeah. Someone might. Emergence is like, emergence is a, a kind of meme hentai that is. It's it's pretty famously known because of how fucked it is. Okay. 
So, I mean, I won't go into the subject matter because it's, it's kind of it's like demonetization topics, but <laughs> OK, OK, yeah. Huh. It's 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 a it's a really well known one to the point that, like, you know, what? let, let me talk about something else um, uh, uh, real quick. Um, OK, so since, since since we covered hentai last week, I'll, I'll mention as well. There's a website called Nhentai that uh, um, uh, uh, hosts a lot of hentai and the way that their website links work, they're always uh, all, all, all every like hentai on there is referenced by a six digit number. Okay. Uh, uh, that that is in the link that leads to it, right? Right. So there's a there's a lot of memes that people make where like they'll just include like a six digit number on top of like a random other meme, <laughs> and like if you look up that six digit number, it'll always lead to a hentai. Like it's it's to the point where like if I see a six digit number in like a comment section or in a in a photo or in a meme, I kind of just assume it's an an hentai link, and like we'll go and look it up. <laughs> And so last week, last week I I um was at work, and I found this like comedically small um notepad in the office where I work, and I'm gonna send you the the link to this tweet I made. And so I took a picture of 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 the notepad, and I I, I was look at the, I was like look at this tiny notepad, and. I wrote on the front pages. I wrote a bunch of those six digit numbers and I don't think anybody noticed. And I was really upset about it because I thought it was really clever. Oh man. Oh yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, that is, that is, that is a really little notepad. It's really tiny. And so I was like, it like this tweet will be kind of funny because the notepad is tiny, but if, if anybody notices what the numbers are, it'll be like funnier. And like, I, I don't know. No one noticed. And I was sad about it, but um, the reason I bring that up is to say that uh, 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 emergence gets memed so much that like s- uh, people have have that six digit number that references emergence memorized. <laughs> God, because they're like, yep, no, I know not to look this one up. Mac, do you do you still uh, have notepads where you continually write the number of which notepad it's it's it is that you carry yeah, around so- at work? Yeah. So when I when I when I was working at World Market, I kept count of like how many notepads I had used while working there by writing the number on the front of the notepad. When I started working on my new job, I I did the same thing. I I started writing the number from one on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I transferred to my new location, I started doing it again, but I reset because I was like, this is a new location. So, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. How uh, how how many did you get up to at at your last location? I don't remember what the last number was. It was less than 20 though. Okay. Do you remember what your world, what your world market number was? I don't, I I know it was less than 20 as well though. My, my, my goal is to like, my, my hope is that I can either like move on to my next great thing or like quit my job and then do YouTube full time before I hit 20 at my current place. Yeah. Yeah, I think like if, if I can continue to avoid hitting 20, that's pretty good because it, it takes me like a few months to get through a notepad. Okay. I definitely like it, it, I go through a lot of them, but it, it takes me a few months. Yeah. Yeah, I um, so I've got I've got some notepads that I, I'll use here and there for work. Um, they're, they're like bigger notepads, um, like not not like 
not like full size like legal pads, but um, probably like four times the size of the ones that we had at World Market. Um, but I just I never make it through them. Like I just end up losing it or just can't find it and have to start a new one. So I never actually have made it through one of them all the way. I pretty much always make it to the, make it to the last page. I, I usually like, I I've, I have lost a couple here and there, but I usually make it to the end. It's actually to the point where like, sometimes I'll be really forgetful about grabbing a new one. Cause the, the store I work at is really fucking stupid. They, they keep supplies like locked up cause they're, they're that afraid of like people stealing fucking Sharpies. So you like, I have to ask for stuff. Oh god! Like every time I use up one of my sharpies, I have to ask for one, and it's super annoying. So I just I just buy my own notepads because they're super cheap and it's easier. Yeah. Um. But I can be forgetful about grabbing a new one when I go home. So sometimes, like, I'll run out of pages and I have to start writing on like the back of the cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I I've I've used them up to that extent where like there's just literally nowhere else that it can be written upon. Yeah, I remember I there there were a couple times I'd have to do that at World Market. I'd I'd run out of I would actually run through a whole notepad, but that was easier because we had aprons and it was just always in your apron pocket. So, yeah, they were they were a lot harder to lose. Now, now I can just now I forget them all over the place, but or I'll or I'll just make notes in my phone instead of instead of like physically writing them down, but I gotcha. I, I, I use my phone's notes for like things that I might need to reference at some point, but don't actively need to remember. But, you know, I use my work notepad, obviously, for work related stuff that I need to remember because I'll, I'll look at it at some point throughout the day. And then, um, as, as you know, I don't know if I, people wouldn't know this. I carry one around on me regularly that I actually keep in like a little leather case because uh, uh, my memory's shit. So I... Again, like if there's something that I know I need to remember within like a with, within like a certain amount of time, I'll write it in there because I'll, I'll I'll look at it at some point throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I don't like go into my phone's notes enough to like be reminded of things that are in there. It's more or less like I'll I'll stick a temporary password in there or something like that. Yeah. I mean, for me, with like some work related stuff, I'll I'll like to use the notes just in case I have to. uh in case I end up having to like send like whatever, if I'm making like a list, if I end up having to like send it in an email or something, then it's easy to just copy and paste it. But um, without having to like type it from my handwritten list. So sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I like that, that that little notebook it that just totally reminded me of you and your numbered notebooks. Yeah, it's kind of a goofy habit, I guess. I don't really know why or or how I started. I think literally like I was bored at work one day. I'm I now I remember actually I just reminded myself. That started because I was bored at work one day and I was on my third notepad and I just wrote the number 3 on front. Okay, right on. And then I just like kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um um what you got? I have a bit of a, a, a harrowing story to share today. Okay. What you got? Uh, I, I call this this tale the, the, the story of how I saved my cat because no veterinarian would. Okay. 
Um, I didn't talk about this on stream at all because at the time it was really stressing me out and I didn't want to think about it. Um, Luna got sick uh, around Wednesday of last week. Um, and, you know, being that I'm around here all the time, I can tell really quick when she's not feeling well. I'm sure it's the same with you and Lily. Like, there's certain behaviors you notice that, like, immediately stick out to you as, like, okay, something's up. Right. Um, so Luna was, like, sitting behind my couch, which is not a place that she usually sits. Um, she also was, like, just sitting in the same spot for, like, a pretty good amount of time. And uh, she didn't seem interested in, like, getting pet or anything. And when I put out food, she wasn't interested in it. So that was immediately like, okay, Luna's not feeling well. Because when she doesn't feel well, she'll like, she'll find a weird place to like sit. She won't move at all. She won't interact with me at all. She won't eat. She won't drink nothing. Um, and so, you know, I knew she wasn't feeling well, but uh, uh, sometimes like she does get sick sometimes and usually just passes in a couple of days. Um, uh, 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 but obviously I try to like get her to drink water, especially because water is obviously really good for you when you're sick, but animals don't seem to know that. So I, I, I'll fill up a bowl of water and put it next to her rather than like leaving it in its usual place to like try to remind her to drink her water. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 I check on her pretty frequently just to make sure she's doing okay. Um, a couple days into her being sick, I was starting to get worried because again, like it doesn't usually last long. She usually bounces right back. Yeah. This time she was like still not doing well, still not eating or like we're talking like this is day three. She's not eating at all. Day three. I haven't seen her drink at all. I haven't seen her like groom herself. She hasn't been sleeping. Nothing. She's just been sitting. Okay. And so I'm worried at this point. Yeah. So I I look up a, a, a vet. I, I look up. I try to find one that's like a walk in vet because I don't have a general pr practitioner here yet because we just moved here. Yeah. And. You know, this is definitely on me for not getting her to a vet sooner to like get her like set up with like regular appointments, but we don't have one yet. So I just tried to find like a walk-in clinic. Yeah. Um, and I found one and I went to it and it turned out they weren't a walk-in clinic. And in fact, it didn't have any appointments available until like February. So they gave me a list of a bunch of other veterinary clinics that were good in town and, and said I should try calling all of them. Um, I called every single one. None of them had appointments available within like one to two days of when I was like trying to find out. They all had them like at, at like the end of the week. Okay. And so I was like, well, fuck, this is not great. And, you know, I do have to give credit. Like that first clinic that I went to, the lady who helped me was an extremely nice person. She was so sweet. She offered to like take a look at Luna just as like a, just like a quick look, like nothing in depth just to like check how she's doing. Right. And so... From her, like she was able to tell me that like Luna was in a stable condition and uh, she gave me some tips for how to help her out. So uh, uh, she, she suggested that I go to uh, a pharmacy, pick up like uh, an eyedropper and like uh, uh, get, get her to drink water by like using that to get into her mouth and then uh, getting baby food. And same thing, using like a using like a syringe or something to like get it in her mouth and like get her to swallow it the same way I would do with like the oral medicine. Right. I so that's exactly what I did. I went and found some like chicken baby food. Um, and, uh, uh I got like an, actually an earwax, um, uh, syringe strangely enough, which worked really well to like, uh, uh, get it in her mouth. And, um, uh, uh that was working pretty well. Mm -hmm. But she would and she was keeping it down for the most part, but she would still throw it up or throw it up every now and then. So I know I knew she was still feeling really nauseous, nauseous and still not feeling well. And so finally, like 
uh, uh, it's Saturday evening, so it's like pretty late into the fourth day of her not actively eating or feeling well at all. And I'm like, I gotta just like take her to an emergency vet because this is this is going on too long. I'm worried about her. I don't want anything to happen to my girl. Right, know? right. Uh, um, so I go to this emergency vet. I can't actually go inside. I have to like call ahead and like check in, which I guess is like a pandemic thing. Yeah. Um, and so I call them from their parking lot and they end up telling me that they can't help her because she's not in a critical condition. Oh my gosh. I, I yeah, exactly. I like, I, I like as, as I, I just told her, I was like, all right, thank you. Goodbye. And I hung out the phone and I just, I literally like, I, I was sitting in the parking lot and I put my head in my hands and I let out like a really deep sigh. And I was like, I just want someone to make my cat feel better. Is that so much to ask? Yeah. Oh, so I'm I'm like so stressed out at this point. Like Luna is not getting any better. She's not sleeping, not eating, not drinking, nothing. I like those are like three really important things for any living thing to do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And especially especially and again this is something that you can't like tell your animals and try to get them to understand those things are really important when you're sick when you sleep your body heals food and water those are important for keeping you alive but when she's not feeling well she doesn't want to do any of those things and she doesn't seem to understand that you need to do those things you know yeah so i'm i'm like at the end of my rope here trying to come up with anything like i call one of the vets i had called before who had an appointment at the end of the week and i was like I can I just set up an appointment for the end of the week. I, I can't get anyone to look at her. I just like it, the soonest you can possibly see her. Let's get that set up. All right. And so like I've got that appointment set up. That's at the end of this week. And Sunday morning, Sunday morning, I'm like looking at Luna and I'm thinking to myself like, so she's she's nauseous. I know that. That's why she's not eating. She's nauseous. Yeah. She's she's thrown up a couple times. Her stomach isn't feeling well. And I was I was sitting there and I went over to the fridge to like get a drink and like I saw the ginger ale in my in my <laughs> fridge and I was like I know I know ginger ale is great when like a human's not feeling well but obviously you can't give it to a cat right it's, right it's a soda you can't you can't do that <laughs> right but I was like what about ginger itself yeah so I did some research and it turns out you know ginger is fine for cats and has the same effect of like helping with nausea. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like galaxy brain this shit and come up with a plan. I, I go to the grocery store. I pick up some ginger root, bring it home. I boil some water. I grate some ginger and then I boil and then I, 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 I steep the ginger in the water for about 10 minutes. And then I, and then I strain back out the ginger. I taste test it to make sure that it's like not too strong. And then I fill this syringe with the ginger water and I have her drink that instead of just ra- instead of just plain water. Yeah. And a few hours later, she fell asleep. Look at you. And I, I was I was like I was I was like I, I, I wanted to like get up and start cheering, but obviously I didn't want to wake her up. I was like, she has to be feeling better. She went to sleep. Yeah. And. There was part of me that was still a little worried. So like I kept checking on her to make sure she was still breathing. But like I wasn't disturbing her. I was just letting her sleep. And she slept for a little while. And then she got up and she started grooming herself. And I was like, yes, she hasn't groomed herself in days. She's like she's cleaning her paws. She's like licking her, her tummy, like all of that stuff. Look at and, look and, at you, Ca- <laughs> Captain Mac, animal doctor. Uh, yeah, man. I'm like. 
I, I, I went out here and I was like, man, fuck, fuck normal medicine. I'm going to go with that homeopathic shit. <laughs> nice. And so, yeah. And so, um, Monday, Monday afternoon, uh, uh, she is, 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 uh, uh, you know, I'm petting her and she starts purring. And again, like, because of how she's been feeling, she hasn't been purring. And so like, that's when I knew like, she was definitely much better. She was purring. She's grooming herself. She's sleeping. And, um, I, I put some food out and she ate it. And I was like, ah, oh, I felt so good. I was like, yes, <laughs> she's feeling better. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Like, obviously, ginger itself is not a medicine, but I think, like, the ginger allowed her stomach to, bo- not, to stop bothering her enough to, like, help her get those three necessities. Sleep, food, water, you know? Yeah. No, that's such a good idea. I, I, I'm, I'm really, like, I'm really proud of myself for figuring that one out and, like, you know, to, to quell anyone else's worries. Like, obviously, I'm still going to take her to the vet. I'm still going to get her on like a regular veterinary schedule. I'm going to have their ch- have them check her to make sure she doesn't have she's she's like fully rid of whatever was bothering her um, and, and all that stuff. But I'm just I'm she's still not back up to 100 percent. I can tell. But she's like so close and she's definitely feeling so much better. And I'm like, I'm so happy. It's like a weight off my mind. Oh, that's awesome. That, yeah, that is awesome. Um, yeah, it was. It was like a really stressful few days and like I was just I was so worried and so concerned and like it sucked. It sucked ass. My weekend fucking blowed. It or or my, my weekend blew. Yeah, because it, it just it was it was such a shit shit fest. Me trying to get anybody to look at my sick cat. Yeah, but she's 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 up. On, she's on the upswing now and I feel really good about that. Nice. That's awesome. Um. So. Uh, my, my weekend, well, at least my Saturday Sunday was kind of uneventful, but, um, since you told a Luna story, I guess this is somewhat related. Um, I went out in on Saturday and did my Christmas shopping. Um, not, I, you know, only, only needed a couple things and I had to do some shopping for myself. Um, which by the way, people, drive like freaking idiots when it's Christmas shopping season. Like it's true. Like those, like the parking lots with the angled spots where they're like one way and people are going like just any direction they feel like. Oh, it's so annoying. And then give you a dirty look like you're in their way. Ugh. Oh, I hate that shit. That shit makes me so mad. It there's fucking arrows on the ground, right? Yes, exactly. Ugh. okay. That wasn't the point of my story, but that that ended up happening to me like three times while I was out shopping this weekend. Um, so that was super annoying, but um, I needed to stop and I needed a new pair of shoes. So I stop at uh, at DSW and uh that's a pretty solid place for shoes. I like it. Usually you can get it. Yeah, they got they got that they, they got those good discounts. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, so I'm I'm in line and there actually there actually weren't that many people in there. I was kind of surprised. Maybe maybe it's just because like I don't know, giving shoes as a gift isn't like a major thing. But um, there were only like a couple people in there and there was just one guy ahead of me in line. 
but it was like taking forever because he made like multiple transactions. And I was just like, oh, my God, I just want to get out of here. That's like super annoying as a cashier. Yeah. Like, I, I get it, folks out there. Sometimes you might feel like it's necessary, but try your best to never do that. It's really annoying. Yeah, it really is. And so I'm kind of getting annoyed because, like, I just wanted to get in and out of there. And the, the shoes I bought were the same shoes that I had, just in a different color. So I didn't even need to, like, try them on. I just, like, went in, grabbed the size, and went right to the register. I was like, I'm going to be in and out of here in like four minutes, but I'm stuck there like waiting there. And they've got, they've got their queue line. Um, and you know, like you would expect it's mostly like shoe slash foot related things like deodorize your favorite stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they did have socks there. So, I mean, you know, I do, I do love myself, uh, love myself some good socks. Um, but yeah, it's like socks, uh, deodorizer, you know, uh, waterproofing spray, all, all that kind of good stuff. And I'm looking and I'm like, what, what, what is that for? They had a section of dog toys. At is it so that you can stop them from eating your shoes? I don't know, but I walked like I needed to get Lily a Christmas present. So it, it actually ended up working out fine. Um, even though I was at the I was at the pet store getting getting food. That was actually the stop right before DSW. And I forgot to get her a present while I was there. Um, so it was cool that that they had them. And uh, I got her this like uh, it's like an avocado. Um, it's pretty cool. But I like walk up to the cashier and like set down my box of shoes and dog toy. And I was like, dog toys, huh? That's super random. <laughs> and th- this is this is the exact conversation between the two of us. Dog toys. That's super random. Yeah, it's weird. I don't get it. And I, <laughs> then I go, yeah, but whatever, I guess. And he's like, that's how we get you. And I I go, apparently, I I guess it's working because I came in for shoes and I'm leaving with a fucking dog toy. And both of us just start cracking up. And that was. That was the situation. He was like a cool young guy, so I felt I felt okay dropping an F-bomb around him. Um, That's good. It's wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, typically that's not that's not my go to around people I don't know, but he 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 was pretty cool and I got my dog toy and that was the end of it. But I thought that was real weird that they have dog toys there. A little bit. I think I think I think it has something to do with with, with my thought. Like it's it's straight up like, oh, dog keeps eating your shoes. Take a dog toy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's actually a really good idea. I'm. I, I'm I'm glad you said that, that kind of. Uh, even if that's not the reason, at least I'll convince myself that that's why. Sure, works for me. I, I have I at least haven't. An answer, even if it's not the correct answer. So I like that. That's cool. Good. Good. Nice. On, good on you, Mac. I'm I'm out here with my big smart brain saving cats and 
cracking retail tactics. Right. Right. Huh. I love it. That I I would not have thought about that. <laughs> um Oh God, I forgot. I've got a I've got a goofy story I gotta bring up. Um it didn't happen to me. And this was Oh God, when was this? Um would have been let's see god it's been like three weeks um we were my my buddy tim um he he had listened to the podcast and he uh he had thought of something that that he wanted to bring up and he was uh he was working at some job and he uh he needed to like empty the outdoor trash cans um like like that really annoying one we had in front of world market that was just full all the time oh yeah and he was like uh he was like a a younger guy at the time you know so he's trying to cut corners so (laughs) so he goes up to the trash can and he's he said there was like like a giant like Reebok shoebox that someone shoved in there. And he's like, well. Instead of changing it, I'm just going to take the shoebox out because that'll make more room and I won't have to change it. Well, he pulls it out and he's like, this box is really heavy like this. The, there can't be shoes in it. So he opens it up. He said it was full of lesbian porn and a big pink dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought that was I thought that was fucking great. I thought you were about to, like, explain the plot of holes. (laughs) No, no, no. Like uh, he found a pair of shoes that was signed by Michael Jordan and then he got arrested because they thought he stole it and they sent him to Camp Green Lake. <laughs> right. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Nah, just just lesbian porn and a dildo. You, the average thing to find, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty I think it's pretty normal, but <laughs> I, I thought that was that was funny on on a bunch of different levels, like what he found and the fact that he only found it because he was being a lazy piece of shit. I'm, I want to know like the backstory behind how it ended up there. Cause it sounds like a fight must've happened, right? Yeah. He, his, it sounds like some significant other threw away another, their, their significant others like collection out of anger or out of response to a fight or something. Well, his hypothesis or someone was hiding it or something. Yeah. His hypothesis was that that someone's mom mom found their uh, their porn collection and got pissed and threw it away. But. Yeah, you never know. It could have been a fight. Yeah. So many possibilities. I know. I know. And it's really funny that that they would throw it away in like the garbage can at a strip mall. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like the, yeah, they want to throw it away at home they didn't want their neighbors seeing i guess not Jeez, i wonder if there was any any hentai in there maybe maybe some yuri <laughs> right right that's the lesbian stuff right 
Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's funny. <laughs> Apparently, it all comes back to hentai. It always does. <laughs> God, you know what? I'm really pissed right now. Mike, Mike uh, posed a, another question for me to ask you. Um, he was like, oh, ask Mac, what? ask Mac his opinion on whatever it was. And now I can't remember because we almost exclusively communicate uh, on Snapchat. And it, it, it's been over 24 hours and so it disappeared. And now I can't remember what it is. Did Mike listen to the new episode yet? Did he ha- did he have anything to say about it? Um, well, yeah, I he he started out with with saying like, oh, yeah, you need to make sure to ask Mac about. Whatever he wanted me to ask you about, but yeah, no, he um, he listened to it yesterday when it came out and he, he yeah, he liked how in depth you got. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, um, I'm a, a, a professor at a university. I'm, I primarily teach veterinary classes, but I, I also teach classes about the history of hentai. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that's so fucking goofy. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I told you yesterday, um, cause I listened to it when it, when it came out, um, and it was a lot less cringy listening to it than when I was involved in it. Um, and I, I, I think probably just because like, in the moment, I didn't know how long it was going to go on for or what you were going to talk about <laughs> listening to it over again. I, you know, I knew I knew how long it was going to last and exactly what you talked about. So I found it less awkward listening to it than participating in that conversation. I I, I was worried that like listening back on it, it was going to be super awkward because of how one sided the conversation felt. but. It ended up being all right. You talked enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said a few things, so, you know, it's whatever. Uh, um, so this is the last episode that's going to, or no, this, this is going to come out after Christmas, but, uh, yeah, we, 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 we didn't think about that last episode, but, uh, no, Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, but it's coming out. This is the last episode that comes out before your 24 hour live stream. It is. I was going to bring that up at some point, but I also was on track to forget. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, you know, you'd want to plug that again in case, uh, you know, for anyone who who's missed the last couple episodes when you when you brought it up. Yeah, remind everybody, twitch.tv slash Captain Mac underscore 24 hour live stream. Stop by, watch some shit live. Mike will be in the chat at some point, probably. He usually sticks around quite a bit, but isn't an active chatter, so that's no problem. But yeah, if he has any questions, if, if you have any questions for him in the middle of the live stream, I can always shout and he'll probably hear me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm not a gamer, but um, I've talked about. Uh, how much fun it is when you've done when you've done Jackbox and that's kind of cool because that actually allows me to like interact with you 
and not not just sit there and watch you play a video game that I have no idea what's going on. So I like I like that yeah, that aspect of it. So maybe I can uh, maybe I'll get to interact with uh, with some of our listeners, too. Yeah, guys, stop on by if you're into video games, even if you're not into video games, hold the gun to your head. Watch it, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of holding guns to people's heads, um, and this isn't like super related, but kind of related. YouTube has been like really aggressive about censorship lately. Really? Yes, I, I, I discovered I, I thought I, I, I was kind of like starting to notice this when the video came out because, um, you know, uh, uh, the people who usually watch my live streams were talking about how I I hadn't responded to their comments. So like uh, a scorpion in particular kept giving me shit for not responding to his com- comments. And I, I had responded to his comment twice already. And so I responded again a third time on stream. So he would see that I responded to it. And uh, 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 scorpion's comment. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, uh, said, great video. Get a bigger nightstand, though. And if you've seen the video, you'll know what he's, he's referring to. Yeah. But I kept replying to that comment saying, I'm going to hit you with my car. Uh, okay. And it keeps it keeps deleting that comment because I think it's YouTube thinks it's too mean. Right. Oh, my gosh. And I Someone recently, someone left a comment on a super old video of mine. They, they left a comment on one of my old daily gameplay videos. That's how old this video is that we're talking about. Uh-huh. And they said, you suck at this. And I replied, D's nuts. And YouTube deleted it. Oh, my gosh. You know, I think that actually might have happened um, to one of the podcast videos. Um, I don't know if it was the last one or if it was like a couple weeks ago. I, I don't I don't remember. But I remember looking and seeing like, oh, hey, our video has a comment. And then I tried to look at it and it was just not there. It just didn't exist. It's like being like YouTube has always been pretty aggressive about censoring comments like they'll censor like pretty foul language and especially slurs and stuff, which is fine. I get that. But like mildly rude comments that could easily be construed as a joke like really yeah we're censoring that now yeah that's that's a little that's a little crazy but um yeah 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 i'm i'm I, i'm like annoyed about it too because like again like like microwave for example she said she left a vid- a comment on my video and i don't remember what she said in particular but it was something like oh it was like a nicer comment with like a jokingly like mean thing at the end and that got deleted. So I, I never saw it. I don't know what comment she left. Huh? It's, it's absurd. It's, it's like, come on. It's, it's YouTube. I know you can't take a joke, but I can. So just leave it. Right. Right. Huh? Um, I, I heard an interesting theory recently. And I wanted to bring this up and I guess I'll bring it up now because we, we have enough, not enough time to, to cover it. Um, it's not going to be super lengthy, I don't think. But um, it's a really interesting idea. Um, I don't know a ton about cats, so it, 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 the same kind of thing might apply. Um, but I heard it heard it used for dogs. And but I would I would assume cats have a have a pretty good sense of smell like a dog does. They do. Um, 
so you know they say that like um you know dogs don't really have like a sense of time like you know obviously they they if you leave them alone too long and they have to go to the bathroom or whatever like they probably don't enjoy that but you know they don't really know other than that if you've been gone like an hour or like five hours um but the the idea is that dogs can actually tell time by like their sense of smell so i don't know if you've ever noticed like this is usually like more of a thing in the summer but nighttime smells different from daytime it do be like that and like if we can if we are aware of that and our our sniffers are kind of shitty uh in comparison to to a dog the idea is maybe dog's sense of smell is so like sensitive that like they can smell all the different times of the day. It makes sense to me. Yeah. I thought that's a really cool concept, whether it's real or not. Can dogs smell time? It's cool. I thought, I thought that was a really neat idea. I can see it. That makes sense. Yeah. So maybe your little girl Luna can, can, uh, can smell time. Can she smell how stinky she is? Probably. That's a stank ass pussy. Oh God. Yeah. Well, especially if she wasn't like grooming herself for a couple days. (laughs) It's funny too. Cause like she was not into the baby food. Like she, she did not want to eat it. So a lot of it would like, um leak out of her mouth and it was a, a like a bright orange color so her white fur under her chin was like all orange <laughs> yeah um i was actually going to bring this up when you were when you were talking about how you had to uh how you had to play captain mac animal doctor but um i know at least for dogs if they have like an upset stomach or their shit ain't right um if you give them like canned pureed pumpkin that like works miracles. Um, really? I did not know that. Yeah. So like if, if they got a case of the, the diarrhea and they're, you know, they're not like you and they don't enjoy it. Um, (laughs) yeah, you give them like a couple, couple spoonfuls of, of pumpkin and, I mean, usually like the next time they go to the bathroom, it's like a pure, a pure orange turd, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, it looks just like Tim's orange snake. Right, right. Yeah, it just comes out like an orange snake. <sighs> Fuck fucking Tim. Um, and if they're uh, if they're got a little bit of the uh, the constipation, you give it you give it to him and it like helps stuff get flowing. Um, but. Lily loves to like she she will like scarf it down. She loves herself pumpkin. And you know, she's all white. So she she always gets what I I refer to as pumpkin nose cuz like the top of her nose <laughs> is just all all orange. Uh um 
But yeah, once I once I learned about that and tried it out and it started working, I started kind of kind of playing uh playing home home dog doctor cuz yeah, it, that that is way better than than an expensive vet visit. For sure. You know, I mean obviously within reason if it if it doesn't work in like a day or two, then you got to go to the vet, but um yeah that i mean that's how i treat luna like you know some people might question why i didn't immediately take immediately try to get luna to a vet and it's it's because it's not the first time she's just gotten sick at home she usually gets over it really quick so it's not worth the the vet visit yeah yeah you know cats get colds too it's a thing yeah animals animals get sick a cold is not deadly to a cat any more than a cold is deadly to a human. As long as it's not like a prolonged thing, it's not anything to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, but when it gets prolonged, that's when Max starts looking for vets who apparently don't want to take care of my cat. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. And you don't want to, I mean, you really don't want to have to go to one of those like emergency animal hospitals. Cause those, they're th- so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, you don't want that. Ugh. Yeah, I've never. I still can't believe they turned me away because she wasn't in critical condition. Like I, I, I'm sure it was like a because they were busy kind of thing. But I was like, I was seriously like, God damn it, someone just fix my cat. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad that all worked out and you got her all all taken care of. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because she's just. She's a little dummy, but she's that's your, that's your baby. She's my girl. I I would be like I would be broken if I lost her. She's like she's so important to me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you like taken her out for a walk or anything? Nah, I'm pretty sure she's not into that shit. Well, because didn't you you got her like a leash leash and a harness, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I, I talked about this in the video, so you wouldn't you wouldn't have heard about it. But I, I don't think Luna likes going outside. I think I think she's kind of afraid of the outside. Yeah, I mean, th- that would make sense. I mean, the vast majority of her life is spent inside your apartment. So I get it. Yeah, but I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know what's up with it. My theory is that it has something to do with like before I even got her, because from what I know about when she was like astray. The whole situation was weird. The the people who like brought her to the humane society had been like taking care of her for like six months and they already had another cat. So they like didn't let her stay inside and it was like winter. So she had to like live out in their garage, even though they like didn't consider her their cat. So I don't know, maybe something about that situation instilled into her a fear of like being outside because she was just stuck in a cold garage for an entire winter. Yeah, but like when I open a door, she'll stare outside, but she does not go outside. And when I was on the road trip, like, you know, I I got a harness and a leash and I tied the leash to one of the handles in my car. So she couldn't she'd have, you know, she'd have full mobility in the car, but she couldn't escape. But even then, like if we open the door, she would again, she just stare outside. She didn't show any interest in leaving. She never tried to get out. Huh. And so I just I don't think she's into the outside. I think she likes to stay where she knows what thing, what's going on. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, which makes her the perfect cat for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so we won't be able to do this until uh till we record the next episode um but uh a little little tease for our audience i um i i am sending mac a christmas present and he, he's gonna right. do an a live unbox on the podcast um but it's supposed to be i think it's supposed to be there tomorrow so okay but i don't know it also says it's, that it's like the last update is that it, it it's in maine so i don't know how it's getting from maine to oregon how the fuck did it go from michigan to maine and now it's supposed to head to oregon what the fuck well okay so i i don't i it, it originated it in maine Oh, I see. I, I see. You, you didn't have it at your place. No, I didn't. I didn't physically buy it. I, I bought it on online and just had it had it shipped direct to you. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't super think it's going to get there tomorrow, but, you know, that's fine. As long as it gets there by next Tuesday, we're good. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. So that could be fun. Well, we'll we'll see you then, folks. Until then, um, I don't know. Do whatever you do until the next episode comes out. I assume that most of our listeners don't have anything to do outside of the podcast. So they usually just like enter cryo sleep until the next episode comes out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, that's really all they do, and the only thing they listen to. I'm, I'm sure. Right. I can't imagine they have anything else in their life that would be worth doing. Once, like once you discover the podcast, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, is life worth living if I'm not listening to the podcast? Right. Oh, our boy uh, Andre, he uh, he took a trip to Brazil and uh, he, he listened to at least an episode there because um, we ended up with a Brazilian listen. And I asked him about it, and he he did confirm that that was him in Brazil. A Brazilian listen sounds like something you'd look up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if that I wonder if that's uh, if that's a real thing. I swear everything is on Urban Dictionary. I'm gonna find out right now. Let's see what I can find. Yeah, do it. That's so fucking funny. Brazilian listen. <laughs> Ah, nothing. Oh, damn. Uh, I remember one time. uh, One time at World Market, remember how Carissa would buy us like ice cream randomly on weekends? Mm hmm. There was one time she bought us all these popsicles and um, there's a brand of popsicle called they're called like Philly Swirl. (laughs) And. I was like, that sounds like something that's on Urban Dictionary. And sure as shit, it is. <laughs> I thought that was real goofy. I, I, I did just scrolling through Urban Dictionary, find a pretty funny one. Uh, it's a Minnesota goodbye. Okay. Uh, the act applying to most Minnesotans while visiting others in which one person has to leave. They proceed to talk for another hour. Then the departing party is walked to the front door where they talk for another hour. Then the departing party gets walked to their car while the host family talks to them through the window car car window for an hour. And finally the departing couple slowly departs from the drive yelling back and forth with the host family. And I think we all have someone like that in our family. Yeah. Um, so I, 
I haven't heard of that as as a Minnesota goodbye. I've heard it as just a Midwest Midwest goodbye. That's I, I would I think that's more Midwest goodbye. I think that's more appropriate. Yeah. Um that is like that is like my entire family, including myself. I'm kind of bad about that. But I, I I am not like that. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. Maybe, maybe that'll change that I'm across the country from my family. But when, when it's time to go, it's time to go. I'm not sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. I've even I've even pulled that like in a phone call where it the phone call just ends up lingering longer than it needs to. We're kind of doing that right now. I was trying to end, end the episode like four minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we just had a- <laughs> it's fine. We just had a Midwest podcast, so yeah, that's how it works. See you later, losers. Yep. <laughs>